Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Um, Hope you guys had a nice week. I actually just returned from Miami, um, which was beautiful. My guy was there on business, and so I flew down for the weekend and just kind of had some relaxing days out by the pool while he was working, and then in the evenings, we would hook up and Uh, have dinner together and spend some time. So it was really kind of like a blend between a solo trip and a trip with him. It was really fun. Um, So hope you guys are enjoying kind of the start of summer. I want to talk about a a topic that I suppose isn't very sexy, but it can really, um, when you master this, it can really propel you forward in your life. Um, And that is discipline. So people often will compliment me on my discipline. And usually it has to do with what what I eat or how I exercise every day or most recently around my shopping. Um, As many of you know, I've talked about it on the podcast before, I went from January to June without shopping for any clothing at all. I decided that my closets were stuffed with too much stuff and I decided that I wouldn't shop and that during that time, I would spend uh, time really getting intentional about my style and I would clean my closet out. And this whole process was really amazing. If you're interested in hearing more about it, you can listen to the two episodes that I did called Reinventing Your Style in Midlife, where I really kind of outlined my whole process. Um, it was a fascinating experience and and a great one, um, <laughs> kind of the the nice byproduct was that I did save a lot of money during that six months. Um, but also I just really kind of refined my style. And now that I am shopping again, I'm just much more intentional about it. I'm not, you know, accumulating a lot of stuff, but I'm really making my purchases uh, much more consciously. So, so that was an area where people would say, Oh, you're so disciplined. And it's so interesting to me because I can remember a time in my life when discipline felt like such a struggle. Um, For one thing, it felt very boring, like discipline was the opposite of freedom and fun. You know, I thought if you're disciplined, you can't be spontaneous. And I also associated discipline with punishment and deprivation. So it seemed like I was kind of white knuckling my way through whatever it was that I was trying to do. And what is amazing about my sense of discipline now is that, A, I don't ever feel like it's a struggle or like I'm forcing myself to do something against my will. And B, my sense of discipline actually brings me so much freedom and allows me to be way more spontaneous than I had ever been before. So it's it's really interesting. Um, And as people began commenting about this more and more, I started reflecting on it a bit and, and I began to unpack how things shifted for me and I realized that like everything else in life, um, discipline is completely a mental game and when we shift our thoughts about it, it becomes 
ridiculously easy to create discipline in our lives. Um, and that's exactly what happened for me. There just came a point when I started learning about thought work and I used certain strategies to change my beliefs and my relationship with discipline um, and, and about my beliefs about myself as well. I learned how to see it and use it as a powerful tool for transformation. Um, and I have to tell you what I did and what I'll be sharing with you in today's podcast is very likely not the stuff that you've heard about discipline before. I have a really different approach to discipline. Um, I think of it as the you know, well-elegant way to dynamic discipline. And again, when I say dynamic discipline, I'm talking about the discipline that moves you forward in a big way. Um, in fact, I created a worksheet that accompanies this episode. Um, it has some questions that, I, that I'll walk you through um, to sort of outline the process and allow you to apply the process to your own goals. That worksheet can be found in the show notes or you can visit wellagantwoman.com forward slash discipline and download it there. So let's start with the dictionary definition. The dictionary defines discipline as, quote unquote, the practice of training oneself to behave in a controlled and orderly manner especially in challenging situations. Now, I'm pretty sure that this is not the way that most of us think about discipline. Many of us are brought up to think of discipline as the sort of inner policeman. Um, I'm going to date myself here. If you're over 40, then you probably remember the old cartoons where the cartoon character would be faced with some challenge or some decision and there would be like a little devil on one shoulder encouraging him to do what he wanted to do you know whatever it was that would make him happy and then there was the little angel on the other shoulder stopping him encouraging him to do the you know quote-unquote right thing or else you know there was always kind of the threat of some consequence right and I think that's how so many of us have been conditioned to think about discipline we see it as that inner policeman with a threat of punishment if we don't do the right thing. And it's created this resistance to discipline that can be really hard for many of us to overcome. And we may not even be aware of this resistance on a conscious level, but clearly most of us don't think about discipline as freedom. And that's a shame because when we do see it as something that frees us, that aligns us with our goals and dreams, um, when we think of it as a really positive, healthy force in our lives, only then can we truly harness its power. So where do we begin? How do we reframe it so that we can make this mental shift? If you've listened to me for a hot second, then you probably can guess that I'm going to say it starts with our thoughts and our commitment to ourselves. This mindset piece is incredibly important here because it lays the foundation for our journey toward greater discipline. Now let's first address two myths can, that can be very problematic when we're trying to develop more discipline. One belief that's a complete myth is that some people are disciplined and some are not. You know, like when we're born, we fall into two camps, those with discipline and those without. And this is absolutely not the case. And in fact, it's pretty ridiculous because our actions are never dictated by genetics or anything but our thoughts, period. 
Um, and I know some of you will want to disagree, but the reality is that our actions always reflect our thoughts. And those people for whom discipline is not a problem simply think about discipline differently. And for that reason, they don't resist it. They use it as a tool. The other myth is the one that I believed for so long, which is that discipline equals restriction and rigidity and a lack of freedom. If you view discipline as something that takes away spontaneity or enjoyment from your life, then of course you're going to resist it. But again, this is a misconception that really sabotages our efforts. The fact is, and this is the reason that discipline is such a powerful tool, it provides us with the structure and the focus that we need to achieve our goals. Discipline empowers. It allows us to prioritize our time and energy effectively so that we can make progress in the area or areas that matter most to us. And when it's used effectively, it actually helps break free, break us free from procrastination and inconsistency. We need to fall in love with discipline and specifically fall in love with our disciplines, you know, whatever we decide them to be. So the logical first step is to clarify your vision. For the moment, let's work on one goal. I always feel it's best to develop one discipline or one habit at a time. Having a clear vision of what you want to achieve is like setting the GPS. Then you can break down that larger goal into smaller, more manageable tasks. But for now, let's just get really clear on your vision and your goal because that's how you begin to put discipline to work for you. The next thing I want you to do is raise your standards. The reason that so many of us fall short on our goals or disciplines is that we don't maintain high standards for ourselves. Some of us don't even bother to think about our standards at all. So we allow ourselves to essentially break the promises that we make to ourselves repeatedly. And if we have no standards or very low standards for ourselves, it makes it super easy to do that. Now, the important thing here is to make the mental shift into your new standard. And what I mean by that is you begin training yourself to think like the woman who has accomplished whatever it is you're trying to do. So if your goal is, I'll use myself as an example. If my goal was to not shop for clothing, for six months and my standard is and and this is still my standard even though the six months is over and I'm shopping again my standard is that I will maintain a clutter-free closet and have a closet full of only clothing that feels amazing to wear if that's my standard then I had to begin to believe that not shopping was a gift that I was giving myself it was a practice that was going to bring me peace and clarity. I didn't ever think of it during those six months as deprivation or a drag or a punishment. It felt so good not to shop because I told myself that it felt good not to shop. That's what I mean by, you know, when I say that we're training our minds because I could easily have done that for the six months and felt envy every time I saw a friend buy something new or every time I went shopping with somebody and came home with nothing. 
I just didn't practice those thoughts. And so I trained myself to think what I wanted to think about it. And it made the whole process so easy and so enjoyable. When we set and maintain high standards for ourselves and we create positive thoughts to support those standards, what we're really doing is we're creating, and I, I hesitate to even use this word, but we're creating rules in the spirit of love and not punishment. You know, we're creating a set of um, kind of boundaries for ourselves. That's really what a rule is. And then from there, we put rituals and routines in place to support that. And this is really where the magic happens. When we jump from a goal to a routine or a task without taking the time to get our mindset right, everything is just so much harder. So it's number one, clarity around the goal. Number two, we decide on our standard. Number three is we do the mindset work. We train ourselves to think thoughts that support us. And then finally, the last piece is to create routines and rituals that will lead us there. Our brains do not do well without structure. Rituals and routines give us the structure that our brain needs to prioritize tasks and to make consistent progress toward our goals. Think of it as if you're teaching a really young child to read, right? If you just plop a picture book in front of a four-year-old, it's overwhelming and the child will likely give up. But if you set a standard, you know, we read at least one page every day, and then you get the child excited about becoming a reader, you know, that, there's that mindset piece, and then you create the routine of every day looking at the photo on the page and reviewing the letters and sounding out the words and putting the words together to form meaning. If you create that routine and, and that ritual, you'll have a roadmap for completing a page a day and for ultimately reading the book. But without that routine as a roadmap, while it may not be impossible for the child to learn to read the book, it's a lot less likely and it'll certainly be a lot harder. So that's the process to develop greater discipline. There are two more things that I want to address that will go a long way in supporting you, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. One is your environment, and the other one is accountability. Now, let's look first at environment, because there are things in our environment that will support us and things that will undermine our efforts. Make sure that you know which is which and that you design your environment to support you. For example, if my goal is to eliminate sugar from my diet, then keeping sugary snacks in the house is not a good idea, right? It creates an environment that does not support sugar-free living. Seems simple enough, yet so many times, we'll try to use willpower to achieve goals like this without realizing that our environment actually is working against us. So environment is really important, and I want you to give some, some you know, thought to that whenever you are creating your standards and your routines. The other thing is accountability. Doing things in a group or with a friend is so powerful because you create an environment of support by sharing the experience with someone else who's committed to the same goal. You'll feel more of a responsibility to yourself because you know that someone else is watching, for lack of a better word. Um, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is someone else is paying attention. 
And it's why coaching is so popular and so much more effective than going it alone. You know, coaching provides structure and strategy, and it also provides support and accountability. So, um, so that makes it a lot easier to develop and maintain discipline. And if you don't have the benefit of a coach, you can certainly create a coaching type relationship with somebody else. You know, you can have kind of an accountability partner and it will essentially give you that same uh, support and that same um, encouragement. As we work on our discipline muscle, we have to remember that it's a process and that we have to extend ourselves grace as we get better and better at this, and we will. Maintaining a growth mindset is crucial. We always wanna be focused on progress over perfection, as they say. Um, Embrace challenges as opportunities for reflection and growth because that's really what they are. You know, maybe a slip up reflects that there's still mindset work to be done, or maybe it reflects that there is an environmental shift that needs to be made. Recognize that your setbacks and your failures are part of the process and they're giving you good information. And the final tool that I'll share with you is celebration. I always feel that celebration is a powerful tool and it will help you to to develop discipline because it will enable you to stop and notice the little wins that you achieve along the way. And that is very motivating. Um, It will motivate you to continue on. Um, It will give you evidence of your progress and it'll help you maintain a really positive attitude throughout this process. Don't forget to download the worksheet that accompanies this episode either by going to the show notes or by visiting welligantwoman.com forward slash discipline. That worksheet is hugely helpful. Um, And I'll offer you that if discipline is something you struggle with and you have a goal, whether it's a health goal or a life goal uh, that you want to achieve once and for all, I can help you using discipline in this, you know, quote unquote, welligant way. So reach out to me. You can contact me at welligantwoman.com and schedule a free 30-minute strategy session uh, during which time I can help you gain clarity around your goals and we can uh, create a strategy for you and discuss how you can harness the power of discipline so that you can create a body and life that you love. And on that note, have a very welligant week and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.